Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, February 20th, 2023. Today on the Ether, the Dead Pixels Ghost Club and Hedera NFT AMA, hosted by the Wrecked Gang. It's Wrecked FM. <laughs> uh, let's take a listen. Hey, how's it going? Doing well, and yourself? Pretty good. Yeah, excited to, uh, to hang out. Meet you guys on, on space. We're inviting Arlene up. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. I've heard about you guys for a while now. Likewise. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> we, uh, I've, been, I've been impressed by your community. So, I, you know, just a bit of background for some folks. We, you know, we, with our project, this was our, our first time really trying to make a push to make some, like, cross-chain connections. You know, we've, we've been growing for a while. and. You know, we felt like okay, we're we're at the point where starting to to make those cross chain connections. Um, it, it's the right time to do that, and so we you know we started working with a lot of projects, do some collaborations, and make connections, etc. And I gotta say, like your community really stood out, like just the like the friendliness and the vibe, but also the fact that like it feels like you guys are connected with everyone everywhere. Like like people from your community would jump in our Discord, and it felt like everyone knew them. So. Like it definitely made an impression. So uh, yeah, I was I was excited to jump on a space and and hang with you guys for a bit. Yeah, we're everywhere and nowhere all at the same time. <laughs> I feel that. Well, oddly enough, I'm Ghost from one of the council members. So nice to meet another fellow Ghost. <laughs> nice. What's up, Ghost? So my is probably, yeah. So my name my name is Will. Um, I'm one of the three founders. Uh, Will and then there's Ray and Raf. Um, we're also working on the project. Nice. Uh, welcome, Will. Thank you for accepting uh, to attend the spaces. We heard a lot about, you know, you guys. So kudos to you. Um, I think uh, the project is super cool. And I'm really curious to learn more about you and, and Hedera NFTs as a whole, too, because th that's going to be new to me. I know some of our members are very familiar with them. But for me personally, it's new. And I'm a berserker. Or a co-founder of uh, Rec Gang, and we have with us Arlene as well. Hey, Arlene. Hey, guys. Yeah, I'm uh, new to Hedera as well, um, but my husband is super bullish on it. Uh, so it's been on the to-do list to to do a little bit of rating on it. What's up, guys? Yeah, no. So uh, yeah, great to meet you. Good, good to chat with you on Spaces now, Arlene. Arlene was uh, was the one who kind of helped facilitate the collaboration and and get the spaces together. So. Nice to nice to be able to speak on spaces now. Um, yeah, no. So I mean, like, I'm, you know, happy to to share more about Hedera. Like, obviously, it's a it's a space and uh, you know a distributed ledger technology that we're we're excited about. Um, but it has been like you know it has been a lot of fun to 
you know, reach out and start making these connections with people on other chains. Like we've been learning a ton about the chains that they're working on and the types of communities that are building in those spaces. Um, so I, I've found that it's like, it's a lot of, you know, I, we've had our head down focused on Hedera and the ecosystem there. Um, and really kind of like, I've learned so many interesting things about the way that NFT communities operate on other chains. And, and I think like, you know, some people that have come in, they felt, oh, this is, you know, interesting ways that you operate here. So I, I do love that, like sharing of information and, and the learning between the communities and these different spaces. It, it's definitely been a nice, uh, nice development from this, you know, effort to really, you know, focus on, on building those cross chain connections. Yeah, I, I love that vision. Yeah, as Ghost was mentioning earlier, uh, we're everywhere and nowhere at the same time. <laughs> Our project is kind of built on this multi-chain narrative and really focusing on, you know, the utilities, the artwork and the community. And I'm really happy to hear that you guys are, are kind of focusing on the cross-chain opportunities as well, um, obviously to expand, but also kind of for this knowledge sharing that we are doing right now, I think it's very beneficial for the crypto space as a whole. Um, but I, I want to kind of get it, you know, bring it back to, to you, Will. So, so what made you decide to launch a project on Hedera? Because it's pretty new, right? Like in terms of uh, NFT landscape, it hasn't been there for a long time. Yeah, no, that's right. So it's it's a really young ecosystem. Um, you know, it, it started just over a year ago, but like that was bare bones. Like it was just everyone starting to get set up. It, it's been a real like grassroots community effort. You know, like this, this has really been, you know, the, the, ch I could call it chain, but it's actually called a hash graph. Um, it's, it's not technically a blockchain. The technology is, is a bit different. Um, but they, you know, they they stood up the ability to to run NFTs on, you know, the the, the hash graph, and then the community just kind of took off with it, and it's really been fun to watch. But so yeah, it, it is young. Uh, the tools have really started flourishing over the last, you know, several months, um, and the community as well. So it, it's it's been a lot of fun. I so for us, our team. Um, you know, we, it started for us that we actually became interested in Hedera and HBAR, you know, as an investment, um, as a group. You know, we, we really kind of fell in love with the technology and the founder's vision for Hedera Hashgraph. Um, for, you know, folks that don't know, essentially Hashgraph was invented by a person named uh, Lehman Baird. Um, he was a professor, I believe, at Carnegie Mellon, like really brilliant guy. And you know, what he set out to, to solve was this issue with the trilemma uh, of, that we kind of face with blockchain. A lot of times, you know, you're faced with this issue of, you know, there's three things you want. I, I usually butcher exactly what they are, but like essentially you want speed, you want efficiency or scalability, and then you want security. Um, and usually you have to sacrifice one to get the other two. Um, and so he he was working on this hashgraph technology that that um, you know once he solved how to build the security into it, it, it really kind of created this system where you have this unbelievable speed efficiency, and then what's called a Byzantine fault tolerance security, which my understanding is like the gold standard in terms of security. And so you know when you put all of those things together, what it kind of creates is this this technology or distributed ledger that really lends itself towards like massive real world adoption and, and, you know, enterprise use cases. 
Um, and so, I, you know, Hedera and HBAR has actually kind of been in the limelight recently and been gaining kind of some traction just because some of those massive real world use cases have actually been hitting the mainnet. So they're actually, you know, starting to be used. There's uh, Avery Dennison, which is a massive company. They built Hedera now into their Atmio program, which is logistics. They have it's a logistics tracking service that they you know they use with you know a lot of the Fortune 500 companies. So you know that just suddenly bumped up like the real transactions to to an incredible number. Um, so I'm I'm going on a real big tangent, but but all this is to say like it was a it was a technology that we were really excited about as a team. Um, and as we started seeing this this NFT ecosystem emerge, the three of us, you know, we we were creatives and we've worked on creative projects together before. We've been friends for you know over fifteen years now, um, and we really felt like you know this this NFT thing is is something we're excited about. Like we feel like the things that we love and, and our skill sets like they line up with this, and we got really excited and. You know, we kind of jumped headfirst and and started building this project, and you know the the reaction and the traction um, was so exciting that uh, very quickly it kind of consumed <laughs> almost our entire life, which I'm sure you're very familiar with. Um, but yeah, that's I guess the the background of how we you know we, we got started here on Hedera and started building a project. Nice, yeah. I mean, you were bullish on the tech, and I guess you, you decided to build out uh, an NFT project afterwards. Uh, that makes you know total sense, especially in such a new ecosystem that's gaining adoption. I think you're at the right time, at the right place, right? So, so it all makes sense to me. Arlene, did you have any questions or goes? I did. I did. Um, I want. So, I'm actually just on CMZ right now. Um having a quick skim does uh hedera enable any utility i know there isn't anything on your freight paper of, around specific promises around utility but um does hedera enable uh, any utilities that are different to say perhaps polygon uh so i have to be honest i'm actually not super familiar with polygon um and, and the specific kind of technology stack that that they're working with there but I, what I do know, and, and unfortunately, you have like the least technically minded of the three founders on the stage here. Um, but my, my understanding, and, and so we have we have Ray, who's a project manager, and Raf, who is he's actually like a data scientist, machine learning engineer. And when they were looking into the technology, like they were getting really excited about like, okay, like we can do some cool stuff with this. Like there's things that it allows for in terms of the the massive amounts of transactions and the low fees and then even like things that they were building in natively to the tech stack that they seem to be getting really excited about which unfortunately i, I wish i could share more um and and we have some folks that are down in the you know listeners that that i'm sure we can bring up um at some point that could expand on it more but with that said like you know our project the you know, we really decided in the beginning, we didn't want to focus necessarily on the utilities and, and the things we we're going to build out the gate. Like our our main focus really was going to be, and, and we wanted to be really upfront with the community, like we're just building an art collection and we're building a brand and like a fun membership community. And that that was our focus. And that's really, we we wanted to lead with like, that's all we're promising. And so like the people who want to buy in, like, we're not going to give you promises of like the things we're going to build down the road. 
with that said, like a big part of why we chose to build on Hedera was because we were excited about like the future of the technology and the kind, the cool kinds of things that we could build down the road. Now, again, like we try to be clear, like we're not making any promises, but like we want those options to build cool things. Um, <clears throat> so to get to your actual question, there are really interesting things about Hedera and, and the way that the, the tech stack is built out. Um, so I'll, just for example, like a, a hot topic right now is royalties, right? Um, so marketplaces removing royalties. And, and this isn't to say that this couldn't become a problem down the track on Hedera because it, it's very possible that it could. But within Hedera, the, the royalties are actually built in the protocol. So marketplaces aren't actually handing, handling the, the royalties. Um, whenever someone sells or transfers a token, the actual protocol is handling the royalties and sending that percentage to the correct wallets that they're meant to go to. Um, so, you know, those types of little things make when you're trying to build a tool or anyone's trying to build a tool, it just makes the efficiency and the ease of implementation sometimes um, a lot better. Um, because the, you know, the, the way that they're building out the tech, uh, really kind of tried to look at NFTs or, or tokens as like a native asset on the chain. Um, and so, you know, there's things like that and a few other things that, that make it, when you start thinking about these interesting tools, it just makes, it, it opens up quite a bit of possibility. So I'll, I'll try not to, to ramble on too much about this because again, like, I'm I'm not the the most technically minded when it comes to the tech stack, um, but uh, you know I guess the short answer is there are a lot of really interesting unique things about Hedera that that from what I listen to and and see from the builders who are, are familiar with it they they get really excited and seem really you know they see a lot of promising things in that area. Yeah, sounds really cool. I, I mean, Polygon itself doesn't really scale very well, <laughs> like the sidechain Polygon. Um, is is witnessing some gas wars right now, and and things like gaming NFTs um, cannot be sustainable on the chain. So they're creating supernets, uh, which are basically right. yeah, kind of their own chains in order to handle all the transactions that need to be handled. But the compromise there is obviously the security. So you kind of talked about this very early on the trilemma has not been solved <laughs> on, on polygon so far sure. but they're definitely working on it very very hard and uh yeah so so and and it, it seems like hedera is on a good road to kind of solving that very important issue in crypto so so could you you know cuz since, since it's such a new ecosystem i i'm really neat I really need to kind of start at the base level. So how does it work if somebody wants to mint an NFT? Does it, you know, you guys have marketplaces, probably there's a, a special wallet as well that is needed in order to onboard to Hedera. Walk me like I'm five years old and I want to buy like a, a dead pixel ghost club uh, NFT. Sure. Sure. So before, before getting to that, just from the points that you were making, like, I think that's one of the things about Hedera that a lot of people are very excited about, especially when it comes to things like gaming or building tools that you need those cheap, low predictable fee, like you mentioned, like gas wars. So Hedera did something interesting where they, their fees are, are actually set in USD and it's, it's unbelievable. I think it's 
0.001 cents to transfer an NFT. Um, and, and because it's so scalable, like transactions are just lightning fast. Like you, when you mint an NFT or transfer an NFT within seconds, it's in the other wallet. Like even when you're dealing with like high volume. So, um, yeah, so it is, it is an exciting, um, like, and it's, been fun to actually see that like you, you hear claims but then to actually see it in practice like when you transfer hbar transfer an nft for it to instantly show up in the other wallet and it cost 0.001 cents um it's it's pretty impressive um but yeah sorry to get to your question now <clears throat> um yeah so there's marketplaces uh so for someone who wants to mint an nft collection um you know one of the things that that kind of is touted on the network is it's incredibly cheap. So you, if you, I believe if you mint a, a collection of 10,000 NFTs, it costs, I believe, $76, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and th that's for 10,000. I'm not sure what the exact amount is for, for like one or a hundred and so forth, but it, it's incredibly inexpensive. Um, and then uh, there's, so there's marketplaces, we have launch pads, so, so if you're just like purely an artist, you're not familiar with any of the technology side, you know, there's launch pads that basically, you know, full white glove type service that there are options available. Like you, you go to these teams, they'll help you set everything up, mint it, and then put it on the launch pad for sale. Um, and vice versa, if you're a collector, you know, you have these launch pads and marketplaces that are, that are selling these mints that you can go to. And there's a wallet called Hashpack. Um, I can, I'm terrible at, at talking and doing something, I'll, I'll pin it at some point, but there's, there's a, yeah, it's a wallet called Hashpack, and I've been really impressed by it. And I, I've found that people who are coming in and checking out the ecosystem, they, they generally comment on how great the user experience is with Hashpack. Um, it's, everything it's a really is better than MetaMask, man. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, I, that, I do hear that quite often. They're like, man, this blows MetaMask out of the water. So um, it's, a, it's a fantastic wallet. So really, it's as simple as opening up that wallet. Um, and then, you know, you can get HBAR on most exchanges. Now, it's on Coinbase, Binance. Um, most of the major exchanges have them. And then, yeah, you go to one of these marketplaces. Right now, the majority of the volume on Hedera is on a marketplace called Zeus, Z-U-S-E. Um, and yeah, so like between the hash pack, the marketplaces, and then some of the launch pads, it, it's, it's like most other ecosystems in terms of like the tools and, and the, the marketplaces are built out. And it's pretty easy to jump in and start collecting or, you know, start a collection of your own. Yeah, nice. It, it seems fairly straightforward out, outside, you know, kind of like downloading a new wallet or, or uh, right. creating a new seed phrase. And then uh, it's pretty streamlined. You guys have like the infrastructure for trading and for minting. And you guys even have like launch pads. I did not know this was this advanced, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's forgivable because it's, again, it's like so new. Like, it, and, and obviously, even Hedera, it's like a young and up and coming. Uh, ecosystem that you know not everyone's aware of just yet so um <laughs> you don't have to to beat yourself up for not knowing about it quite yet i mean we pride ourselves in sharing alpha on every chain we mint stuff on you know doge chain uh, yeah. plus, uh bitcoin nfts we did have a guide on how to mint on hedera as well but i had not looked into it ghost i think you had a question 
Yeah, I'm wondering, is Hedera mobile friendly? Does it have a mobile wallet or the yeah. That's a great question. I, so I'm actually, again, like I'm not like, I, I've had a decent amount of exposure to some of the other chains. Actually, I don't even know if decent is the right word, but like, I've been really happy with the mobile experience and, and a lot of others as well. So Hashpack, one of my favorite things about Hashpack is within the actual mobile app, they have a mobile app for both iOS and Android. Um, within the mobile app, it has a, a the apps browser where you can just like, you know, you open up the browser inside of the wallet itself, and then you can go to the marketplace, buy NFTs. Um, you can go to DeFi protocols and, and transfer tokens. So um, I, I've found the mobile experience to be quite a pleasure. But again, like I, I don't have that much to compare it to where I've, I've spent in-depth amount of time, you know, toying with some of the other stuff. But so far, I, I've, I think it's been a really good experience. So again, like, you know, I'll, let me let me just try to do that now. I'm terrible at talking, but I'm going to I'm going to pin up hash pack. Um, Somebody from your community thing. actually put it into the comments section. Oh, so fantastic. if you're looking for it from the rec gang community, uh, bottom right, please like and retweet the space at the same time. And <laughs> so oh, yeah. did share the link for the wallet. And it looks gorgeous from, you know, the screenshots that I'm looking at right now. So. Uh, nice. Very excited to try it out for sure. I'm, I, I want to buy an <laughs> their NFT right now because uh, it looks really, really cool. But yeah, and uh, other wallets really don't match with that, especially MetaMask. I mean, it's kind of the bane of everybody that trades NFTs on Ethereum, but that's okay. Uh, there's some perks of trading NFTs <laughs> on Ethereum. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. So I'm I'm wondering, okay, cool. So uh the marketplace is called Zeus. You need to download the wallet called Hashpack. You mentioned that you can fund the wallet using centralized exchanges. I'm wondering, are there like any bridging options from the EVM chains or um, you know, some of the 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 Cosmos chains and whatnot? Are you familiar with any bridging actually that's decentralized? <laughs> so this is this is where I'm just gonna fumble and like give really bad information. So that in in the hashpack, like just quick aside, in the hashpack wallet, you can actually buy HBAR right from the wallet. And I think it's from a program called Banksa um that will allow you to to basically purchase. Now, of course, then you're just dealing with higher fees. In terms of bridging, I know that there are bridging protocols and, and the name of the services. Um, escaping me. We, we have, I don't, I don't know if he's free or if you're happy to have someone else come up. We have patches. Who's in the, the crowd. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, come on. Up. I don't, I'm, I'm putting him on the spot. I don't, I don't know if he's actually free to chat, but like he, from a technical standpoint, he'd be able to answer a lot more of the technical side of things like that. Um, he but yeah, like, like I, he's requesting, he's coming up. Awesome. Patches. Awesome. <laughs> I do know that like a lot of the more savvy traders that have come over and are like familiar with that kind of stuff, like they've come over and said like, Oh yeah, I just, I just bridged ETH or something like that and did a transfer. But that type, that type of stuff is, is Greek to me. So patches will be able to answer that more clearly. What's hey, up? Patches? Hey, thanks for having me up here. Um, <clears throat> I've been, uh, I'm always engineering when I'm on spaces. So I've been listening for the last five minutes um, and on and off. So I think I know the question. What is, 
What did I get wrong, Patches? <laughs> well, I, so that, I guess what I'm saying. I didn't hear your answer, but I think I know the question. Oh, okay, got it. Um, <laughs> so the, the question was, how do you bridge from ETH to, to HBAR, essentially? Yeah, or actually any bridge. You know, it could be Cosmos, it could be Solana. Gotcha. If there are any bridges to, to HBAR. So, so currently, there's something called Hashport which allows you to bridge, uh, I believe, fungible tokens across um, Ethereum, I think Polygon, ugh, I think maybe Tezos. There's a couple, they have some support in multiple, um, in multiple fungible tokens. They're working on support for non-fungible tokens, and that's been taking longer than we thought it would. It's been, it's been a couple more months than um, was communicated initially, but they're, they're still working on an ability to take in you know, an HBAR NFT and put it over onto OpenSea after you port it over to ETH. So that is the only group I know that's working on NFT porting per se, though there's another group that just came on called Ping Labs, I believe. And their first project is to build a Solana uh, Hedera bridge. And I believe they're they're working with some people who have some chops in that, that field before so that um, it'll be easier to move assets from Solana over to Hedera or vice versa. So those are the two bridging options I know of and, and neither are live for NFTs currently. Oh, oh, thanks. Thanks for that. I'm on the Hashport uh, website and it seems it's like the EVM chain. So there's Ethereum, Optimism, Polygon, Binance, Arbitrum, and AVAX. Uh, don't hold your breath for the NFT bridge, by the way, because Wormhole had promised this two years ago, and they're still working on it. <laughs> uh, it it's quite complicated tech, but I hope it, they make it happen. Uh, this will definitely suffice for me. I'm going to be trying this Hashport bridge. Uh, v, you came up. Did you have like a comment on the wallet or the bridging? Hey, guys. V here. Excited for this space. Uh, no, I just wanted to add a comment. Uh, Hashpack is actually amazing. It's really good. Uh, you guys know how much I struggled with Cosmos and Kepler Wallet and Hashback was really straightforward and I love the fact that I was able to get some free gas from the uh, Dead Pixel Ghost Club Discord too. I think I just put in my wallet address and they sent me some free gas which was amazing but I'm trying to negotiate a deal with Woj down there in the crowd and he's not trading a Hellcat for a ghost with me so kind of annoyed but it is what it is. Hey, we want to see the first cross-chain OTC deal between uh, <laughs> Polygon and Hedera NFTs. That sounds exciting. Let's um, make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> Wheeling and dealing on Twitter spaces. So I, I'm, I, like, I'm going to throw a, some questions back to you guys, if you don't mind, just because I'm, I'm really fascinated by your project and your communities particularly. Like what, when did you guys decide, maybe like if you could give some of like the ghost listeners in the crowd, like a bit of background on like how you guys started out and when you guys decided to start saying like, we're going to be like a cross chain um, project. Like we're curious about all these other, these other, you know, opportunities on other chains. Like we want to be a community that like helps our community learn about like opportunities on other chains. Can you maybe kind of share more about how that kind of came to fruition yeah sure um we actually put that in our 
white paper a year and a few months ago. So back in, uh, oh no, it was January 2022. We said we will be a multi-chain NFT DAO. And uh, our first collection minted on the Terra blockchain, you know what happened there. So we decided to move to Ethereum and uh, we migrated from Terra to Ethereum. And our contracts right now are powered by Axelar, which means the NFTs are bridgeable across the EVM chains at your will. You know, you can bridge them from all the chains I mentioned earlier, like the AVAXs, the BNBs, the Polygons. And that was kind of our mission right from the start to kind of have these NFTs that can go and uh, roam across chains, learn all about the different opportunities that exist in crypto. Because if you're a maxi, right, you kind of uh, miss out on a lot of, uh, you know, like if you were a Solana maxi, you'd miss out on Hedera NFTs. Or, or Polygon NFTs. And we had some really good uh, wins in those spaces. And nobody knows who's going to be like the ultimate chain. So why restrict yourself to like one chain and be a maxi when you can learn about everything cool that's happening in crypto and really focus on your community, your art, and ultimately, I guess, the utility as well. So that was kind of the vision. And it's been like a year. We talked about this such a long time ago and it seems like the trend has been really picking up recently like with frank moving uh, the the utes and the d gods to, to eth and polygon now that people are more curious about multi-chain and cross-chain nfts but we've been at it for a while so we kind of have like the structure for it as well it, it can get like a, a little hectic but i think it's super interesting yeah, I'd, I'd imagine sometimes I have trouble keeping up with uh, one community on on Hedera. I'm, I'm imagining, you know, having all these different communities that uh, you're, you're a machine. Um, but that's really cool, man. Like, I, I love it. And the fact that you've been you've been at it so long, like you mentioned, like it's 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 become a popular topic now. But the fact that you guys had that vision, you were on it like over a year ago. That's that's impressive. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. Like there's been this, you know, I think, I think all these, uh, these, the cross chain movement, you know, we, we owe a debt of gratitude to like the youths and the D gods community. I think they really, by making that move, it just kind of opened everyone's eyes to like, Oh yeah, like we can go check out another chain. Um, it's been fun to watch. You know what? You're totally right. Like I was going to mention that Layer Zero and Axelar were really the pioneers, but but they built out the tech. And and maybe you're not even familiar with collections like Ghostly Ghosts and Campi Pandas, who who actually innovated and were like the first true cross-chain NFT collections. But for some reason, like the market didn't really pick up on it because it wasn't like that impressive. It was more of a technical feat than it was a you know, uh, as impactful as Frank moving from Solana, basically. Sure. And I guess like any, any type of movement, it takes both. Like you have to have the tech and like the underlying infrastructure. And then it takes the popular movement, which requires like large communities and, and basically that type of influence. So yeah, it's, it's been, it's been awesome to watch all of that to come together. Yeah, absolutely. And and now I guess, you know, we're, we're this is gives us this opportunity to kind of speak from, uh, you know, to each other and learn more about each other. Um, so can, can we get back to the, the dead pixels? You can ask me questions as well, but I, I'm just very curious about the project because I heard that you guys have this super cool bot in the Discord. I'm not even sure if it's a bot, 
but something that rewards people for kind of engaging in the discord. And I've seen like tweets about it and like a lot of people around, you know, our community got very excited about it. So can you talk to me a little more about that? That's cool to hear. Yeah. Like we've, we've been really kind of, uh, we've been loving the the reaction to it. So it's been a lot of fun. So yeah, it's, it's a bot that we created for discord. Like the vision for it wasn't necessarily just a discord bot. Like we, we want to build this bot that essentially like the idea behind it is we, we just want it to be a bot that makes either the lives of community members more interesting, fun, or easier in their web three experience. And so like we set out to start building this bot and as I mentioned, like one of our, our founders is he's a, he's a data scientist that does like machine learning and AI um, type projects. And so like he gets really excited about building tools that just simplify things or make people's lives easier. Um, and, <laughs> and me and Ray are like, he, so, so Raft focuses on, okay, like how can I make a, a, a bot that'll be a tool that'll just make things easier for people. And then me and Ray are the types where we just want to make it do funny or cool stuff. Um, so we, we kind of laugh sometimes. Like we have this data scientist who's like a senior engineer at like one of the top tech companies. And we're getting him to spend his time like figuring out how to make a bot respond with funny stuff to people when they say something in the Discord. Um, but yeah, no. So like we, you know, at one point we, we thought, you know, it would be really cool if um, we could find a way to reward people who are basically contributing their time or talents in discord or elsewhere um, by like making memes or, or, you know, right. Sharing interesting things like in a lot of ways, like, you know, all, most creators recognize very quickly that those people are the heart and soul of a project. Like that's the pulse of a project when you have community members who are, doing interesting things, sharing something funny, making something interesting. Like that's a, a really cool part of any project. And so we were thinking, you know, like if we could find a way to like reward them or make their experience just a little bit more fun, that would be pretty cool. And, and we had all been a part of in the early days of Hedera, there was a telegram chat where like, if you shared something interesting or people like liked that comment content, they had a bot that would just reward you with small amounts of H bar. Um, and, and obviously like, that's not life changing. Like you're not making, you're not making significant amounts of money, but there was something about that experience of feeling like people are tipping you. And especially when you're excited about a new like coin or chain or technology, getting some of that native token, like even if it's a small amount is fun, like it's just a fun experience. So we wanted to kind of recreate that. Um, and because like Hedera, again, it's like the, the, the fees are so small. We realize, you know, we can make these really small amounts for like really small engagements or interactions and send small amounts of H bar. Like, you know, each time someone po positively, you know, interacts with someone else's content. Um, so it can reward those. And, and that's all, you know, that's all tracked by a bot. You don't have to manually reward the person, right? That, that's yeah, kind of like that, automatically done. That's correct. So like if, if someone makes a GIF, for example, and posts in our Discord, and it's getting a lot of things that, that basically the algorithm deems as positive interaction, it starts sending people um, anywhere between, you know, point 
two H bar to like almost, you know, just under half an H bar every time someone positively interacts with that content. Um, and so, yeah, it is, it's all automated. Um, otherwise we'd, we'd have quite a bit of work on our hands to, to go and, and calculate and send. But yeah, it, it's, it's been fun. And like the reactions from people um, has been pretty great. Like we, we started working on this bot and the system right before we were gearing up for our fourth wave of mints. Um, and so like we, we kind of got kind of the, the, the minimum viable product out there. And then we started like putting our heads down and working on the fourth wave of mints. And like, we, we were, we were expecting people would have fun with it, but we weren't quite ready for like just how much people would enjoy interacting. Like at one point we were kind of laughing at ourselves. Like our whole discord has just been become people talking to, we call the bot, the smart, um, and so like, you know, we, as we were working on our first fourth wave of mints, which is, you know, time consuming and took up all our time and, and took us away from building the bot. Like we, we were just kind of realizing, like, we're excited to get back to this just because like the, the reaction has been so great. So we're, we're wrapping up this fourth wave of minting shortly. And then we're excited to kind of get back to some other fun stuff we, we have, uh, you know, thought of and, and excited to start working on for the bot. Yeah. Oh, okay. go ahead, Ghost. Now, I heard fourth wave of minting. Now, how is this fourth wave of minting going? <laughs> sure. So, so a bit of background for the project. So we're a 10K PFP project. Um, and as we mentioned, like the Hedera ecosystem is so young. And, and when we first set out to build the project, um, I think that like there was only maybe 2,000 collectors on Hedera at the time. Like this was like really early days and it's, it's grown a lot since then it's growing quickly, but like, you know, we wanted to, to build a project and a lot of the ethos and the vision for what we wanted to build required like a really large energetic community. And so obviously to do that, like you have to have a large project. And so we were like, okay, we want to build a 10 K project. Um, but we don't have a community that's large enough to, to release a 10k project. So, so we went and we weren't the first ones to do it. There, there had been other projects on the chain that were doing it already. Um, but we decided to go the route of essentially saying, okay, well, we're going to make our collection 10k, but we're going to do this like slow mint process where we're going to release this 10k supply over a long period of time as this community grows and as our project grows. Um, and, and the reason for that is, you know, there was actually a, a certain point earlier on that we realized, you know, we could probably release the full supply right now and there's enough demand to buy up those NFTs. But, but what would have happened is essentially you would have gotten a, a high concentration of NFTs in a smaller amount of wallets. Um, and what we really wanted to do was, a, you know, achieve that large holder base because you know, some of the fun things that we want to be able to try to do, again, it requires just a, a, a large active engaged community. And so, We've taken this approach of this, you know, long-term, um, you know, staggered drops, and there's definitely challenges that come with that. But along the way, like we've realized, there's there's so many fun benefits to it that we've been having a lot of fun with. Like, you know, first of all, like everyone knows, like when there's a mint or when there's the the ability to get in on a mint, like the amount of energy and excitement that that builds is pretty incredible. And like we've already been able to do that four times now. And we'll be, you know, we're going to continue to do them. And so that's actually kind of become a fun part of the project is that like, 
you know, there, there is this aspect of the, the project isn't done yet. Like we're not done growing in the sense that like a lot of people still feel like they can become a part of the project before the project has completely minted out. Um, and to us, like we've noticed that that's kind of important. Like there's a lot of people who psychologically, you know, they, they really want to get in on a project before the, the minting is complete. So that, that's kind of been an interesting development, but then there's also the fact that it, it still feels like the art project itself is alive because every time we do a mint, we're adding new art layers and traits to the project. So like, that's also kind of been a fun part of, you know, doing it in this process. So. Yeah. Big, I fully get ramble. that stage mint. Like we have the same thing, actually our first collection minted in March, uh, 2022. Oh, no. And we had like a, a, a few iterations to add to the collection. And we're looking, you know, to get 9,000 NFTs at the end of it. Uh, and right now the collection still isn't finished and you can definitely play with the art styles as well. So oh, that's awesome. at, right. RPFPs, the people up top, that's like the OG Rec Wolf. But if you look at the Rec Gang uh, PFP, like the main account, it's like a little trippier version. And you'll see like a few other folks here have like these very colorful and vibrant PFPs because we wanted to do something that's, you know, a little different. So I totally agree with you. It makes sense. I love that big enough community and you get to play as an artist as well. I, I had noticed that. And then tell, so tell me again, like I'm, I'm a real beginner, but did it start as purely wrecked wolves or was it always yeah. the, the, yeah, it was, okay. it was wrecked yeah. wolf initially. And then yeah. we decided to do trippy wolves, which was a free airdrop to wrecked wolf holders, but it was also a way of kind of increasing the supply and getting some new members in. Um, and then we're like, well, you know, wolves are cool, but we'd like to explore another character. So we released bulls and it made no more sense for us to call ourselves wreck, you know, wreck wolf. So we, we switched yeah. it up to wreck gang. Nice. I love it. Yeah. And again, like, I'm sure like your community has felt it like that makes the project feel alive. And like, it's just the, the feeling of like, it's going to continue to evolve at least for a certain period. Um, it, it adds a lot of energy and entertainment, I feel, to to a project. So, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. The energy that you get from the Mint, obviously, is kind of amazing. Um, and I, I've heard that, you know, obviously you guys sold out all your collections. Um, wondering, you know, uh, what is the supply right now? I guess, like, where are you at in terms of your development and how many Mints are left? Kind of wondering uh, <laughs> a little more info on, on the Yeah, day. sure. Definitely. So, so we've, we're at the, we've minted 2,900 of the ghosts now. And so, yeah, the, the collection is 10,000. Um, so we, the, the collections aren't separate. Um, it's all part of the same token ID 10 K. So, um, whenever we, uh, we mint out uh, like a new wave, it's, a, it's just the additional portion of that 10 K. Um, and so we're at 2,900 now, like our approach is, you know, like, like you, you probably noticed, like I wouldn't call our, us like Hedera Maxis because like we we were interested and we're learning a lot about the other chains. But like we we're very hopeful and like excited about the future of Hedera. And so our standpoint is we think that there's there's a lot of things going for Hedera. And so we personally expect that the Hedera community will grow by leaps and bounds like 
if you ask us personally, like what our, what our view is. And, and that comes from like, again, like just feeling like Hedera is going to be able to achieve certain like mass adoption through, you know, the, the way that it works. And, and we feel like when that happens, there's going to be, you know, more and more people entering the community. And so in terms of our timeline, like we really want to release the, the full supply when we feel like, okay, there's that, there's that massive community in Hedera and, and it can really absorb a 10 K collection to the point where, again, it's like, it's not concentrated in a, you know, a smaller number of wallets. And so um, we, we haven't really set a timetable on like, this is our schedule of when we're releasing and how much we're releasing each drop, but we really do want to, to feel like, okay, when we do release the full collection, it's, it's to a, a much larger community. Um, that that can you know be excited about that collection and and again like we're going to be able to achieve a large amount of holders so it doesn't exactly answer your question but like it, it is going to be over time and multiple drops that we release the rest the rest of the collection oh don't worry about it like again <laughs> having that <laughs> flexibility is really amazing and uh you know our original collection minted on terra then we had a mint on ethereum with with some nice. fancy smart contracts and now our most recent one actually minted on the juno network which is a oh, cosmos cool. chain so if you have that flexibility you can kind of make those decisions on the fly right. and and really adapt to the market uh v you got a question i think yeah i, I just wanted to ask about the ghost pass whether that's included in the mint so is it part of the nfts or is that something that was pre-minted because i can see it's going uh, quite expensive on secondary how does that work and also yeah. how do you how do you make it up to your holders because it's quite a difficult balance to strike to have holders that uh, especially in the current nft market they expect to be rewarded in one way or another and when you're doing another mint they're not necessarily whitelisted and i do appreciate right. you've made it quite clear for them that this is uh, simply a nft pfp projects just an art project yeah. and they shouldn't be expecting anything more but you are looking at doing more things hopefully that's a really good question so i i guess real quick the the first part of the question is ghost passes um, that, that was, I won't get too into it, but that was like when we were first starting out, um, you know, because we're not like, we weren't saying we were a utility project or, you know, we had all of these plans. We basically said, you know, like these early supporters and, and people who are really helping us build this project early on, we, we wanted something that we could just kind of give them as a gift. So these were minted as gifts. And we gave a huge portion of them to, you know, people who were kind of helping us early on. Um, and the idea was, you know, like as this project grows, the, the idea is that these will just kind of be a little fun addition to the project. Um, and, you know, it, it, you know, if we have benefits, it might give you a little bit of a multiplier or, you know, like things like that. But, but we're, we tried to be very careful to say, like, there's no promises. They're like, we, we don't have anything in the works. We wouldn't announce anything until it's ready. Um, so it really meant to like almost be a placeholder, like, look, like, we wanted to give you this gift and, you know, we hope to, to be able to reward you guys down the road. Um, and so we originally were um, an open public mint project. Like we, we did a hundred percent of our supply at open public mints. And as Hedera grew out, you know, before it, it kind of felt like a little bit of utopia, like there wasn't really botted mints before, like you didn't really have to deal with all that stuff. It was a small community. 
Um, and as bots started showing up and things like that, we realized, okay, we, we do have to move to a whitelist type program. Um, and once we decided to do that, we said, okay, like now that we're moving to whitelist, we're going to give ghost passes to whitelists, um, mints. And so the, the ghost passes became eligible to mint at this fourth drop that we did. And then we said, they'll be eligible to mint at the fourth drop and then the final drop, whenever that is down the road. Um, so they got two whitelist mints and they've, they've like received, you know, a, a couple other small benefits here and there, for example, like in the discord, this, this, um, uh, these rewards that the bot gives out, like if you have a ghost pass role, you know, it gets bumped up a small amount for the, the amount of HPAR rewards you get. Um, but again, like the vision is just that like, this is something that will give them rewards, like as the project continues. Um, so that's, that's ghost passes. Uh, and then your second question, gosh, I think I, I lost track of the second question now. Do you remind me what that was? Yeah, that was mainly about rewarding the holders. And uh, oh, right. I mean, you've already uh, answered that, but just about because you're having this whitelist in batches mm -hmm. and usually OG community members or older right. members would be quite disappointed. And some, some of them, uh, sometimes when you go in the Discord, you see some yep. members that say, oh, I've not been whitelisted. Uh, and right. I understand from your point of view that you want it to be as fair as possible. But at the same time, as an NFT project, it's it's a really difficult balance to strike. But just yeah, it is. Yeah, no. So that's that's a really good point. And uh, like to be honest, like I wouldn't say that it hasn't led to you know some people feeling a little frustrated, uh, particularly people who I think like joined later on and may not have been, I guess, fully aware of the fact that like this is a project that's minting out in stages. Because I I think the context is important. Like if you say okay this is a project that's minting out in stages. Um, and if you're minting out in stages, like no one has claim to the whole project. Like just because you, you, you're one of the first people to mint doesn't mean that then you should be able to, to mint every other stage there, you know, down the road. And I think the people who joined early, you know, because the mints were so like, they were, they were kind of difficult to get in on the mint. So like, if you are able to mint a ghost at mint, um, you know, in, in some ways, I think they, they probably recognize like it would almost be unfair if you were the one, one of the people who, who just kind of lucked out at the mint and they were able to get one when a lot of people kind of came up empty handed. Then, it, you know, it wouldn't really be fair if that meant that then you get priority over everyone else who mints um, down the track. But then beyond that, like I, I think, um, you know, we've we've so I, again, part of it is just being clear and upfront to begin with that, like this is going to mint out in stages and everyone understands that, like everyone will have an opportunity to mint when these mints come about. Um, but the, so one thing that we've done for this next upcoming mint is like we, you know, we've heard and understood, you know, some of that that frustration about like, you know, like, you know, I'm a part of the project. I've been supporting it. And. Uh, you know, everyone has a shot to mint, but it's a little bit frustrating to see, you know, like someone show up and be able to mint. And then, you know, sometimes obviously flip, which is part of the game. Um, but we, you know, we heard that and we said, okay, you know, like there is a truth to like, there's a lot of people who are joining the project in between the mints. Like they didn't get to mint at the previous one. They come and they just buy a ghost on the secondary because they want to become a part of the community. Um, and then they potentially miss out on the next mint. So, so what we've done is for this next upcoming mint 
um, we we saved a, a large portion of the whitelists for the next mint. And we've said, okay, like this bot that we built, it's tracking every time a ghost is purchased on the secondary market between the, the fourth mint and the, the fifth mint, all of those get entered into a giveaway to win one of 300 whitelists for the next mint. Um, and so that's just giving people who, who are joining the project and buying a ghost in between an increased shot at, at being able to get a whitelist down the road. So that, that's one thing that we did. Um, but I think like one thing that I've been impressed by is, you know, we, we tried to share with the community early on this, this vision of being able to build a large project. Like the vision is like, we want to build a big community and, and like take our shot at building an iconic project. And that's a lofty goal, but like, that's what we shared. Like, that's kind of what we want to try to accomplish. And to be able to do that, you have to build a, a large community and, and having these open mints where everyone feel like they have a shot to be able to get in on it is a powerful thing. Like, and it, it helps draw and, and build community. And so for the most part, I, I'd say like the vast majority of the community like recognize that and, and have supported it because if the community didn't support it, obviously like, you know, we, we'd listen to that and make changes, but I think the vast majority of the community really do feel like they actually want to see this project grow. They want to see the number of holders grow. And so I, I think that most of them have been on board with this idea of it doesn't make sense to just continue to give whitelists only to holders. Like we want to grow. We want, to kind of continue that vision of this was a project that was just minting out in stages. So it makes sense to make this each mint basically open to everyone to get in. Now, thank, thank you for that answer. That was a really, really good answer. I just wanted, sorry, Berserker for taking over by the way, but I just wanted to ask one question, one fat question and one easy question. So watch out, watch out, Will. Uh, v is a renowned fudder, and he's been like very it. nice on the spaces. So that means he really <laughs> likes you and probably holds a, 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 an edge. <laughs> he's going to be and, careful not to fud his bags too much. I'm, I'm uh, no, no, he's very good at fudding his own bags. He's excellent okay, nice. at fudding like that gang all the time. Don't worry about that. I like but I just that. wanted yeah. you know, to, to be aware. Well, I appreciate that. I respect people who, who actually throw fud when they actually hold the project like when it's when you're fighting your own like asset like to me that then i then i listen i listen a lot harder when people are like fighting a project that they own the bags to so we're um, the most yeah, respected go. project that you you probably are going to get to know because we we everybody here fights their own bags so go ahead <laughs> be like, that's a good sign that's a bullish sign so well, the FUD one is going to lead to the other one, I guess. Okay. So the FUD one is, it's not really FUD, to be honest, but about the Mint, what happened with the Mint? Because I've heard about the Mint. I think the launch pad messed up or something and public opened and people were able to mint about 700 or 500 plus NFTs. And now it is like a ridiculous number of listed NFTs on the market. But surprisingly, I mean, the floor price has held up quite well because uh, when I, I think when I started looking, when I got whitelisted and I started looking into the NFTs, there were about 200 or something listed. And then when the mint happened, there's been a steady number about 700 plus listed. Again, that's not anything that you guys can do, but 
just about what happened with the mint uh, and how it messed up. And then your, I'll, I'll go to the second question later once you've responded to this, actually. Sure. So, so with the mint, uh, it was meant to be purely whitelist. Um, we had kind of moved in that direction. And then, like you mentioned, there, there was an error where public was able to, uh, was able to mint instead of just whitelist. And so a little bit over 500 of the ghosts went basically to people who were, who were minting public. And so when that happened, we, we made an announcement, we paused the mint and we said, look, like this happened. It's a bummer, but it, you know, it was, it was an error. And, and what we're going to do is we're going to pause the mint. We're going to go and basically generate um, an additional portion of the ghost for the people who had whitelists or ghost passes that were meant to mint and didn't get a chance to. Um, and, and we'll resume the mint once we're able to make sure that everyone who had a whitelist is still going to be able to mint. Um, and so that, that's essentially what happened. Um, in terms of the mint and, and why it was paused. Um, yeah. So essentially some public got to the mint when, when they weren't whitelisted, I, I would say the, the interesting thing, like that was a bummer and, and you don't want that to happen. The, the silver lining was like when that happened, I think everyone was thinking, Oh, like these are all going to be people who are just going to be like opportunistic and they're going to, you know, turn around and flip. When I've actually done a little bit of analysis, um, a, a lot of those people who, who minted public have actually held on to them. And like the number of holders that we had jumped a lot more than we were expecting originally when we did this additional mint. Um, and so like we, you know, it's a bummer, but like it's, a, you know, as a team, we're viewing it as like, okay, like this was a, a portion that became a public mint. It wasn't intended. It wasn't the plan but we have a lot more holders than we were originally expecting after this wave. And, and now there's a lot of people who are getting white, who were whitelisted and didn't get a chance. Um, and they're going to now also mint. So our, our number of holders and the size of the community is actually going to jump a lot more than we were originally expecting. So I guess that's like the, the silver lining, the way that we try to look at it without, you know, getting too beat up over, over what happened. Again, it was a mistake um, in terms of the, the way the whitelist and the public happened um, in terms of your question or your other point about like the number of listed NFTs versus like the four price. It's been interesting to like, as we've been like connecting more and more with like cross chain communities. One of the things that I've, I've learned from this, because again, like, you know, we've been kind of like a, I wouldn't say Hedera's an insular community, but like, Hedera has a lot of people that are like, again, they're very excited about Hedera and the tech and they actually entered the NFT world through being someone who's invested in HBAR and, and interested in Hedera. And so one thing that I've kind of learned is, you know, like some of the people who are coming over from other chains, they actually comment and they say like, oh, it's interesting. Like there's a really high percentage of NFTs that are listed from your project or, you know, they mentioned some other project and they kind of ask about why. And, and at first I was like, to be honest, like, I, I don't, I don't have an answer to that. Like, that is an interesting point. But I like one thing that struck me is I realized like, it's something that people in Hedera don't really seem to pay attention to quite as much as other chains. Like, I think people do pay attention to it, but it, it's not something that they see as an important indicator. Like, our project, for example, has 
I'd say like one of the highest listed, like listed percentages or maybe not the highest, but it's, it's quite high yet. Like we have the most volume and, and one of the, like the highest floor prices. Um, and so like someone, I, you know, I was kind of chatting with someone else about that and what they mentioned, which was interesting. They said like, yeah, it's true. But like most of those listings or like a huge portion of them are meme prices. It's just like people posting their ghosts for like a hundred thousand H bar, which is like, it's fine. Like leave it listed, but it's adding to that number. And so I think maybe that comes from a chain where people aren't really paying attention to that and seeing that like, that's going to, to like catch the eye of people coming over from other chains. And so they, you know, they just leave things listed really highly. Um, I got a solution for you. If you want, uh, incorporate soft staking. Sure. (laughs) No, no. So I, so, so that was, that was actually going to be one of the next things that I mentioned is like, there, like the other thing about Hedera is like, there are projects that have like certain type of staking mechanisms, but our project doesn't have that yet. Um, or shouldn't it just doesn't have that. So, um, I don't want to give away any alpha here, but, um, it, so I, I think that also plays a big part in like, in like, obviously if we had, like, if we were rolled to roll out something tomorrow where we had some sort of like soft staking mechanism like that would go down quite a bit when you have, but when you have a project that doesn't have that it you know for someone to say like well i'm just going to go list this for five times the floor price you know it, it doesn't affect them so i guess again it leads to that kind of inflated um listing percentage no i, I don't i don't really think your listings have an impact because i've noticed the same in uh, various other chains on ethereum and solana it's quite different. People do have a look at the percentage listed, but in uh, in NFT ecosystems, which are fairly new, such as Stargaze, and even on Hedera right now, that's irrelevant, and people don't really look at that, and they continue to trade, and your floor price is the same. Uh, but what I wanted to go towards was, and I think one of the things that I really liked about your project and the reason why I've been with Rect Gang for so long is can you tell me about how many NFTs you guys have allocated to the team yourselves or and uh, in terms of each batch or out of the total 10k how, how many NFTs have you allocated to the team or you don't have an allocation at all yeah, so we we don't we don't have an allocation for the team. Um, we decided, yeah, pretty early on that like we were going to take no allocation, and we we kind of let the community know like any ghosts that we get is either going to be at. So originally we were doing the public mints, um, and so at public mint we said, okay, well <laughs> we'll be right there with you trying to mint a ghost, um, and and you know we knew like there was going to be a lot of people. We knew we might not get some. But luckily we did. And then we said any other ghosts that we get, we're going to, you know, have to buy on the secondary like everyone else. Um, so we, we, yeah, we've done no allocation with the ghost passes. Um, you know, we said the entire supply is going to be given away as gifts. Um, we did with the ghost pass give one to each of us. Um, but that was kind of like a soft, like each of us are holding it for the role in discord. And we still are undecided on whether or not we're each going to actually be able to keep those three ghost passes, the one that we each have. Um, those, you know, we've, we've talked about those will likely still be given away, but 
for various reasons, having the, the ghost pass role for certain testing in Discord made sense. Um, and then, yeah, so I, I guess that answers your question. No, no allocation to the team, which sounds like it, it might be similar to, uh, to Red Gang or at least small allocations to the team from what you were saying. No, so, I don't know so, if he's so. going to follow up, but we got rugged. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take this break to apologize. I got called six times. For I don't, yeah, I don't understand, but I was trying to, I was trying to like uh, explain a little bit about the the issue of the mint, and I feel like we're past that now. And I just want to explain why I've gone down and up like nine times. T- Twitter does not like phone calls. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, he's requesting again. Bring him back up. Don't worry about it. There's no worries. And yeah, we we had like a very small allocation uh, for our OG mint and and none for the the others. Basically, nice. same same as the you know public. Um, nice. <laughs> I don't know why it's been so important for V, but I guess it shows that you know you really care about the community, um, and you guys don't you know aren't going to be flipping those NFTs on them. Yeah, sure. And I mean, like, like the small allocation, I, I would, in some ways, because we, we made the decision to mint as well, which like going forward, we're not sure if we're going to continue, like, like, we won't give each other, give ourselves whitelists. And if, if we continue where it's all whitelist, you know, we just won't. But even if it goes back to public, you know, we're not sure if we'd actually continue doing that. Because looking back on it, like, <laughs> you know, we, we did mint at public. And, and I don't know, like, that might be viewed as something like we were taking away public mints from others. So, you know, we're, we're not sure if we'll continue, but I guess that could be looked at the same, like that small allocation. You know, we did, we did mint some on the first few mints. So, sorry guys, I got rugged. And I was just talking about rugged. I think uh, the team paid for the mint too, but no, it's, uh, it, it is quite important yeah. for me because when a project does mint, they already raising money and they're already getting money from the community. So when they take an allocation and don't even pay for that allocation or uh, keep themselves yeah. ahead of the community, that really sends a message. And I find it quite ridiculous when I see some NFT projects that set aside 10% supply. So, and most of the time they just end up dumping it on their own community and they make the community the exit liquidity. So for, for me, I think it's quite important, especially for the community and the, the way that you guys dealt with it. It's, I do feel, I don't like to use the word, but kind of bullish, wrecked bullish, but yeah, no, I love <laughs> the way that you guys dealt with it. Yeah, very, very fair. Very fair. I agree. I'm, I'm very bullish on you guys too. Like uh, I'm usually pretty conservative. Uh, I'm nice on spaces, but I don't buy like a lot of N- NFTs. Like, oh, they're, they're laughing because I was really nice to the, anyways, I don't want to go in there. Um, but yeah, no, like genuinely a project that I'm, uh, I'll am i be looking into kind of purchasing myself. And, and that doesn't happen a lot. I, I usually right now I've been mostly, we have like an alpha channel, right? So we do quick flips and things like that. Uh, and we don't hold many NFTs because it's a very tricky market. Uh, but your guys' project seems like it's built for the long term. So extremely bullish and, and uh, yeah, but you guys, you know, are doing it the right way. So I don't need to, to repeat. <laughs> uh, Giannis, you came up. I think you were waiting for like an hour. So uh, go ahead. Please ask your question. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no worries. Uh, you know, it pains me a little bit that I had to wait for V to talk his nonsense as always. 
but you know since he missed the previous AMA I understand um his need to uh you know uh talk and ask his questions uh I just want to say that I am also really 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 bullish on the project and I just I don't have any questions right now I just want to mention how professionally I think that the guys handled the uh the situation with the mint because I was whitelisted I went to sleep and I woke up you know I said okay I have time to mint blah 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 and anyways what what happened happened and I never saw not a single member of the community you know uh trying to fad or accuse the team or blah 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 and i think this is a very 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 bullish indicator for me uh and uh, i'm uh, looking forward to see what the guys have for us in the future yeah that's a great transition giannis i wanted to get there so uh i'm excited about the project but i'm also excited about the future so so can you share a little bit of alpha i know there's a lot of like uh uh, of your holders here as well, and I think they'd love to hear some juicy, uh, interesting <laughs> news that that'll maybe pump their bags, maybe not. You know, fun stuff as well. I I saw a couple uh, laughing emojis from some of the ghosts in the uh, in the listeners. They're they're pretty used to, and they they give me a hard time about the fact that I I usually don't share <laughs> too much alpha. Um, I think like there's a lot that we're excited about and it's a great question. It's actually something that I love talking about, but um, you know, we, we try to be really uh, disciplined in like not talking about or promising things that like, we're not actually ready to like release or we feel like, you know, we're, we're working on it and like, this is a, this is a done deal. It's going to come. It might not be yet. Um, And I think like, you know, it's not just for altruism. I think it's like the way that we see like product and product management in that when you, when you hype something that's unreleased, especially if it's something that you can't tell them exactly what it is, like in our experience, the imagination is much more powerful than any product you can release. And so when you start hyping something like guys, something, you know, this is, this is going to be amazing. Like, it's going to blow everyone's socks off. Like you might be able to like accomplish a short term pump in your floor price from people getting excited. But inevitably when you release that thing, it's going to disappoint everyone because everyone's imagination is much more powerful than whatever product you're going to release. So like it, it really comes from more of a strategic, like, you know, I'm not trying to come across that. Like we're these altruistic, amazing people. Like it really is like a strategic choice of like, when we release something, we want people to be like excited with what that is at the moment. And then like that tends to, to lead to much more sustained excitement and interest. Um, than if you, you start the excitement train now, like, obviously like you, you know, there is, there is like, you know, things that you can do about building excitement, but again, like it has to be around something that's imminent and you can clearly kind of define what it's going to be. So people's imaginations don't run too wild. Um, so with that said, I, I hate being a downer, but like with that said, like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we're really excited about. Like, I, I think that we're a creative team. Like 
we generally like to push the envelope and keep thinking about like, what's something fun that we can do? Like what's next? Um, and, and there's been basically two areas that we're, that we're kind of like really focused on and interested in and feel, feel like we've learned a lot about recently. And, and so one of them is, you know, this, this basically bot um, that we're building and, and learning more about like, how do we make the lives of our users easier or more interesting? Like, how do we just build things that like are fun for the community? Um, so that's one thing that we're going to continue kind of learning about and, and working on. And then the other is like, I've learned a ton recently about, you know, basically the, the importance of social capital and like, especially within a community and within web three. And there's obviously like the very superficial aspects of social capital, but like, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of what people are like, you know, everyone community feels like it's become a trite word and we throw it around a lot. But like, you know, one of the most powerful things that, you know, this, this ecosystem has unlocked is the ability for these people, you know, people to feel like they're building networks and they're, they're building these connections. Um, and so like, I've changed a lot of the way that I view this project in terms of, you know, its ability to not only gain that social capital from the community that's giving it to us, but how can we actually become a facilitator for the community that, that is interested and wants to like build that social capital themselves as well. Um, and so like really viewing the project as like a membership to this community and, and something that's going to give back from that standpoint in terms of being able to build those connections. And you know, if you want to aspire to, you know, being able to, to grow those connections and build that social capital, like, you know, us being able to, to figure out ways, how can we help people in the community do that? So um, that those two areas are kind of what we're focused on. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, I, I, you know, there's not really else too much else that, uh, you know, specifically, I feel like I can jump into. No, that's good. So uh, ghosts uh, will promise the play to earn game using uh, the new ghost token. Uh, that's going to be launching the token will be listed on Binance and Coinbase. <laughs> and be ready for that. Uh, you know, buy them up right now because uh, airdrop is coming. Uh, patches, go ahead. <laughs> well, damn, that was all the alpha I was about to spill, but okay. Um, no, but uh, <laughs> to bring it back, um, you know, we're, working with the DevPixels team, um, for anyone unaware, and because I was dropping off and on so much during the one time it would be um, topical, um, I'm, I'm the CEO of Turtle Moon who did launch and has been launching um, Dead Pixels. Uh, we, we partnered all the way back in January last year. Um, and the, you know, the, he did a great job of how they, they operate on their team. And, and we really enjoy working with them because their vision really aligns with our ethos, which is this um, equitable entry to a very fair run project that allows creativity to go in all directions. And the, the only thing I would say, because he's, you know, I, I love that they're tight-lipped and I agree with his assessment on how to best build sustainable hype for a project. Um, the Hedera network also has things that are coming up that are going to enhance the ability for NFTs on the network to do things um, that aren't always uh, possible on other chains. And so uh, we have a couple hips out, which are kind of like, you know, EIPs or, you know, just uh, improvement proposals for the networks. Um, and there, you know, there, there's some mechanics like making a NFT 
verifiably immutable outside of the treasury wallet, but mutable inside. And so you could send it back and get, say, stats on the game added to it. And then when it leaves that wallet, it's impossible for that to be adapted. And so that, that ensures trustless verification of a dynamic NFT and circulation can't be changed to floor. Like if you floor a project and then project owner doesn't like it, they can't floor or to change your stats, it becomes immutable. And so there, there's, there's several things like that happening on Hedera that I know the, the crazy, beautiful brains of dead pixels are going to latch on to all these cool new mechanics coming. And I'm very excited to see what they come up with. So there's, uh, you know, bullish on dead pixels and um, the the new functionality that's going to be coming that their team will be able to utilize as well. Nice. Yeah, it's cool that people are building out like new tech for NFT. I think, you know, we're still kind of using this fixed NFT model and uh, excited to learn what you guys are going to be building in the future. I do want to come back, Will, to, to the two things you mentioned because I'm actually interested about them. Um, so the bot, right? Is that something, uh, and you can tell me the, the fuck off, right? But is that something that you, you're willing to, to share or sell to other NFT projects that might be interested in, in such a cool bot? You know, that could be like a revenue stream for y'all or something. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, the, the short answer is absolutely. Like, we, we would actually be really excited about making it something that, like, other teams and projects can use. Um, that's something that would really excite us just because like when you build something that you're excited about and you love, like you'd get excited about like other projects using that as well and being able to have fun with it. So the short answer is yes, like that's something we would love. But the long answer is like right now, the main focus is like, how do we continue to make this as fun and engaging and interesting for users as possible? And, and when you, when you open things up to then providing it as a service for other projects, like, you know, I guess anyone who's been in project management that that just opens up a whole new world of basically troubleshooting and, and dealing with issues when they arise. Um, on well, we on, don't mind being beta testers, uh, okay. at all. all right. that, that changes things. <laughs> <laughs> and then that, that's a good point. Like, we've thought about like, like, you know, if we if we share it under the understanding that like this is like super super beginning beta and you know things are going to go wrong like even on our server like we're, we're fixing things constantly um but but with that said in terms of like when we think about like making it widely available you know that that's probably when we have to start looking at like you know we need we need support we need to get to the point where we feel like okay we could have someone dedicated to something like that to be able to help with integration help with issues that people run into if we wanted to turn it into like a paid service, but in terms of like sharing it as, as a beta project that other people can play around with and, and, you know, help improve and send back feed, you know, bug feedback. Like that's definitely something we've thought about where we're still probably not there yet in terms of like having Raft be able to be able to dedicate time to thinking like, how do we make this seamless to be able to get it into other people's projects and discords. But it's definitely something that's on our mind and, and we're quite excited about being able to share something like that, especially when, you know, we think about some of the other stuff that we plan to implement that we think could be really useful for projects and, and, and like the NFT ecosystem in general. I think, it, you know, there's some stuff that's coming down the road that, you know, could help kind of bolster, you know, what we're all trying to accomplish in the NFT ecosystem. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, again, I'm not going to tell you how, how to do it. You guys seem to have like a, a really good plan here. But if you ever need like beta testers, we're in. 
And then maybe you could uh, get some metrics from there, how many new Hedera wallets were created, uh, put up a proposal to the Hedera Foundation. There's, they probably could give you a grant because you'd be kind of promoting the Hedera chain to all these NFT projects that would be interested in your bot. So uh, to me, there's kind of like a big business case to be made uh, <laughs> in onboarding NFT communities to, to, to kind of HBAR as a whole. Uh, I think that's super interesting. But also the, the, the second point that you mentioned, which is kind of a, the community and the social capital that's being built up with uh, NFT projects, I, I totally agree with you. I think uh, we're not leveraging them enough, right? We are doing the shilling, which is good, like post trading and things like that. But there's so much more that you can do from kind of all these communities that we built up, like so many learnings. If anybody wants to a service somewhere, well, they can connect with a member of the community or or they need help with something or they want to create local meetups. There, there's so much potential uh, just from like a gated discord. Like I think we haven't even explored all the possibilities or we haven't executed on it properly. Uh, so I appreciate that you guys are going to be focusing on that. Yeah, thank you. I, it's something I'm really excited about. Um... And yeah, I mean, like, I would say it's something that you guys have obviously done really well, even if it was subconsciously within your community. Like, you know, I, I was going to say when you when you mentioned earlier, like the the feeling is mutual in terms of like, I, I'm excited about your project. Like I had I had actually seen like the the wrecked gang NFTs around and I liked the NFTs. I liked the art. But but what really stood out to me was when. You know, some of your members, like before we started doing this cross, you know, chain like connection promotion, you know, some of them had joined our community and they always stood out as just like kindred spirits, like just like real fun people. Like I, I really liked the culture that you guys have cultivated. Um, but beyond that, like it feels like like when people talk about community or social capital, you know, like it's much more than just a number on your Twitter followers. Like there's this, there's this quality of the connections and the community that you build. And I was always really struck by how, not only how well connected the people from the rec gang was, but how much they actually enjoy interacting with each other and how much fun that they have. Like they would be in our discord. And then if someone else from the rec gang joined the discord right away, like they were saying, hi, they were like, they really, they really enjoy spending time together. And I think that's like, to me, that's one of the most important things for any project. If you can create a, an atmosphere where community members really enjoy spending time together, um, you know, that's, that's, I think, one of the best assets that a, a project can have. So the, the feeling goes both ways. I, I was feeling really bullish about your project and things have been hectic and chaotic. But like one of the things I was thinking is like, oh, I, I actually have to get one of these NFTs. Like this is actually an awesome community. So um, you know, kudos to you guys. You guys have done an amazing job at, at fostering um, quite an amazing community. And I, I know you'd probably like, like for founders, sometimes like, you know, you don't want to take all the credit yourself. Sometimes it's, you just feel lucky that you, you were able to try. Like, I know that we feel that way with our community. Like we feel lucky that like some just really great community members came in and started like, you know, helping us build what we're building and attracting more great folks like themselves but um yeah you guys you guys have an, an amazing community that uh, i admire 
Thanks, Will. That that's very kind of you. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you're you're gonna make me tear up. Where we are very lucky. I mean, we're lucky in our bad luck. Uh, we had this whole Terra collapse event that was very painful for a lot of the folk, and kind of going through that together, I think, solidified the bonds. And also, I you know, we're a little bit old project it's been almost a year and people know each other very well so they've been through many journeys and i think kind of that uh again the friendships it's all about the friends we make along the way in this crypto space uh b you had a question no i just wanted to get myself hooked up with the ghost and let will know that we, we can do a the first cross-chain trade from Hedera to Polygon or Juno or Ethereum. Let's do it. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll connect with you in a little bit. You guys have a treasury, by the way? Like, do you guys have a, a treasury that we can see? or So so we'd send you, like, some <laughs> Red Wolf on to your treasury. I don't know if that's a thing. No, so we, we don't, like, we need to get on that. Like, we don't actually have, like, an official, like, treasury... Um, we, we, we love the idea and it sounds a lot of fun. We just haven't gotten around to it. Like I'm embarrassed to say, um, but th this might be a good, good way to, to get started with something like that. Um, but for my personal treasury V, I will, I will definitely be in touch. Oh, oh don't trade with B. He's going to rug you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he just became his exit liquidity. <laughs> he will yeah, floor that start, ghost from, as soon as it's in his wallet. This, space, this is what he's trying to do. This is why he's... He asked you about how many ghosts are allocated on the team, so he understands, you know, how he's going to play out. He's going to scam you, yeah. That's 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 clever. He's 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 a good long con artist. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's his style. All right, it's been like a, almost an hour and a half. I do want to take some questions from the audience. So, if the audience has like questions, I know we kind of. Uh, brought some people up as we went along but if you guys have questions for for uh, that pixel ghost club hedera nfts even rec gang uh we'd be super open for that um just kind of opening it up for the audience meanwhile arlene giannis uh ghost v uh, will patches go ahead as well i gotta yeah and I, I feel bad i feel like this has been too one-sided so so like please any ghost members who have questions for rec gang jump up and, and ask them questions as well oh, um, we, we love to learn about other projects we don't like to talk about ourselves too much <laughs> I, I, so, so I can see that which is, again is is another reason i'm excited to get a rec gang and a team i just wanted to know will um so what on your roadmap, where is burning ghosts to mint on Bitcoin and Ordinal? I don't, I don't want to fud Bitcoin here. Like there's, there's, there's Bitcoin maxis everywhere, but no, there's, there's no, there's no plan for Ordinals at the moment. We, we will never say never. It was, it was a, it was a little bit of an inside joke jab where there was Ordinal ghosts that were just a one to one rip of dead pixels that they were. Oh, I see. I see. Oh, you guys got. Uh, oh yeah. Are there any open sea scam collections? I'm sure there's one. Uh, v, you can start one on Polygon if you wish. I actually wanted to ask about the art. Where did that come from? Because we have a. There's a project on Nair, right? The booze, no, that's actually a bit different. It's not 
it's similar, but it's not the same art. It's quite different, actually. I just wanted to ask about the artist. Is the artist on your team, or did you get a guy from Fiverr, or where, where did you find the artist? Yeah, so so the art, the, the main artist is Raf on our team. Um, but generally speaking, like, the three of us do do like art and art decisions in a very collaborative manner. So like the, the base design and ghost was really the three of us coming together and, and poor Raph, man, he spent months. Like <laughs> we're like, w- when you put the three of us together, it becomes one very picky person. And so we, we spent about, I, I want to say just under two months, um, like trying to figure out like what is the base design that we want to build. And, and it wasn't originally ghosts. It was, you know, we went from, uh, you know, astronauts to gorillas to goats, like all, everything you can think of. Like Raph would spend about a week, you know, refining the design. And then uh, poor guy, me and Ray would just kind of be like, uh, that's not quite it. Um, and then when we when we came up with well actually what happened was at one point like Raf was actually doing line art he, he's actually a really talented line artist um, and then at one point you know Ray said you know Raf like I really like pixel art Will really likes pixel art like you should j- just try your hand at pixel art because like you know he's again he's like a engineer data scientist it's just, like, there's something about pixel art that's very mathematical and we felt like you know like you'd probably be really good at it. Um, and so he just, he just started trying it. And then it was around the same time we, we decided we wanted to try out like a ghost design. Um, and like, as soon as we saw it, like all three of us were like, okay, yeah, like this is it. And then like very quickly, you know, we came up with the name dead pixels. We felt like it all fit. Like it, it felt like the brand kind of really like solidified itself very quickly. And so we, we ran with that very quickly as soon as we, we ran into it. But um, I, in I terms just of the play on words, I just understood it. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, to be honest, I, I like that. Like, if, if a name if a name feels natural enough that it doesn't have to feel like it's just a play on words, that I'd prefer that to be honest. But um, we were we were tickled with ourselves and like the dad joke side of the the pun. Um, but yeah, like uh, in in terms of the the art style. Um, you know, we, we really wanted to go with something that felt like fun, playful, but like had a nostalgic feel like the design that we decided to go with the face is something like it, it, it's very simple, but it's nostalgic. Like it's something that people recognize from like, because it's such a simple placement of pixels and it's so such a small number of pixels. It's something that people, you know, recognize from like video games they've played in the past and things like that, that they use pixel art. Um, and like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like, I, I love branding and growth. And so like from a branding standpoint, when you can, when you can touch on that nostalgia feel it, it's pretty powerful in terms of like branding and, and marketing. Um, and so, you know, we, we, as soon as we started kind of building this base design, we got really excited about like the way it made us feel. And then as soon as we started sharing it with others, um, you know, we, we felt like, okay, we're, we're onto something with this. Yeah, it's definitely cohesive and really works. They're they're super cute and and cool at the same time. I, I can't really describe it. I'm not part of the art. We didn't have that issue. We have Kudo that makes the art decisions and does all the art. We give feedback. He's like, your feedback sucks. 
and it's fine, you know. <laughs> We're okay with that because I, I don't have the eye, but but uh, you got a great result out there. I'm really kind of excited about picking one up. Um, I, I don't it. know if there's any more questions from the audience or the panel here. Um, I'll, I'll open it up one one more time. Um, I just wanted to say real quick, um, I really love learning about uh, new things on these spaces. And, um, you know, it's been great, uh, great having you guys on. Um, and we should do Wolf's Den or something. I'll tell you about Wolf's Den later. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and thank you again, Arlene, for for you know you you really were were scrambling back and forth with uh, helping us set up this you know the collaboration and connecting our community. So really appreciate it. Um, it's been fun to to engage with you guys. <clears throat> yeah, um, thank you, Arlene, thing, as well. Oh, go ahead. Go I, ahead. I have I, I have a I do have a question for you guys. Um, when when H bar collection. Hey, that's a good question. It, it kind of crossed my mind. Uh, we actually picked the next chain. Uh, that's Alpha for everybody that's uh, from oh, the boy. Red Gang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. We did pick it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but we, I'm sorry. Ada. No, no, it's not Cardano. No, not v, please kick him out, please. <laughs> uh but but you got me thinking about you know we have about 2000 nfts left to mint and we're thinking of making like two smaller collections um so so hbar was not on the radar previously uh but now it definitely is i guess i'll have to kind of join the discord pick up a ghost you know, play with the bot, explore how everything's being built out. Um, and, and, you know, if it's a growing ecosystem and it makes sense, it, it could happen. I'm not saying no. It's just like you guys. I'm going to ask you when uh, EVM collection. <laughs> uh, it could happen, right? Well, we, again, we, we, we never say never. And, and uh, these types of experiences have been interesting. At, at, the, at the moment, it is it is plans to you know mint out entirely on Hedera, but you know it we have opened our imagination thoughts in terms of ways we can collaborate with communities on other chains. It, it might not necessarily mean like minting on those chains as well, but like we're a lot more excited about you know building those creative types of engagements and connecting with communities. So this type of stuff has been a lot of fun, but but. Let's. I, I didn't. I didn't mean to put you too much on the spot. We'll we'll no, keep no, in touch. No, no, if, you, if you ever are, it's a legit question that that I was half expecting. And you know what? <laughs> I kind of want to like this AMA. Um, sometimes we do them and we're done with them because <laughs> we had enough. Uh, but other times, like like today, I feel it's kind of just the start of a. Uh, uh, you know, a, a good, nice, meaningful relationship and kind of like uh, going throughout this crypto journey together. I hope uh, we keep in touch and maybe we'll work on something together in the future that's fun for both of our communities, right? Um, definitely, we'll think of some ideas. Uh, we, we have some pretty creative stuff in, in our community as well, like some pretty cool things to do. So um, I, I'm really happy that Arlene set this up and, and you guys accepted. Uh, thank you a lot for your time. I think we took like an hour and a half, it was a little more than uh, was promised, but but I think we had a lot of 
great discussion. So, so really appreciate you. And uh, yeah, looking forward to learning more. Yeah, same, man. I got, I'm definitely looking forward to keeping in touch and I'm sure we're going to find a lot of fun ways to, to, you know, continue connecting the communities. I, I, uh, again, I, I can't say enough good things about your community. They've made a big impression on me. So yeah, I'm excited to have this connection and yeah, just continue to keep in touch. Yeah, so thanks. Everyone has heard it though. Two founders can neither confirm nor deny that they will have a collection on either chain. Uh, at, at a play to earn game, we'll confirm that earlier. <laughs> Listed on Binance and, and uh, Coinbase. Coinbase yes. Right? And, and, yeah. and, and we're going to be beta testing the bot. Please don't forget us about that one. <laughs> <laughs> All the alpha here today. I like it. Well, thanks again, guys. This has been a lot. Of, I, I had a blast. This was uh, definitely one of the more fun Twitter spaces I've done in a while. So I appreciate it. Yeah, it's well, super well it's attended to a lot of people here. Yeah, thanks. You want to close this out, Ghost? Yes, sir. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, have a good night, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you're at, and see you next time. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Dead Pixels Ghost Club Hedera NFT AMA on Wrecked FM, hosted by the Wrecked Gang. Recorded on Monday, February 20th, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. Yeah. Sneaking through back alleys on a little cosplay. Broadway all day, looking like the wrong way. Resuscitating major players in the waiting room. Sifting through the paperwork while I be debating fools. Breaking rules, breaking bad, like we always wait for doom. Slayed a few in my early years, often in the shroom. Sitting in the dark, waiting for the daily news to let us know what we should believe as the latest truth. Stay aloof, writing rhymes in the studio. Trying to keep it well lit like filming a movie role Sorting through support from your endorsements Of course we're tripping balls, handing reports in The latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view Just a bunch of pack of heads living in a chicken coop Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is gizzle Kick it for a minute then show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Two plus two Show me what that thing could do Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Big thinking energy always gets the best of me. When I kick it in the lab, messing with new recipes. Gotta mix and match, flip the latch, letting rhythm scratch. No shit, spitting facts with my vision smash. Big drip aristocrats, dishing out a list of trash. Missing wisdom, this fish is too big to catch. Better let the missus know where you hit the stash. Watch your next step, bro, before you hit the traps. Walking on eggshells, tripping over landmines. And I'm about done dealing with these damn lies. Man, I'm looking at this planet like a franchise. Chastised into digging holes in the back nine. The latest proof ain't a way to move, change the view. Just a bunch of peck of heads living in a chicken coop. Picking at the dinner, finger licking like the plate is good. So kick it for a minute, then show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Show me what that thing could do. Two plus two. Thank you.
Spaces. <laughs>